This is the Love That Album Compilation Edition, covering soundtracks, tribute albums, best ofs, box sets, and more. usually go for those long intros but this time around kind of wanted to mess around with a little sound collage of various acts doing Shaken All Over originally recorded by Johnny Kidd and the Pirates and I'm doing that because one of the compilations I'm going to be covering this time around is the EMI CD The Very Best of Johnny Kidd and the Pirates of course best known for their song Shaken All Over their version sounds like this In 1959, the band quickly hit number one with Shaken All Over in 1960. They went through numerous lineup changes and recorded numerous singles. A lot of them were covers, which was pretty standard at the time. But what's important about Johnny Kidd and the Pirates is they were an early 
British rock band that was carrying on the 50s rock and roll flag, I guess you could say, in a, during a time when there was that lull between between the end of the Elvis Buddy Holly era, you know, after Gene Vincent and Eddie Cochran had had their moments in the sun, and the arrival of the British invasion. It's worth noting that Johnny Kidd and the Pirates were very influential on a lot of up-and-coming bands, including The Who and Led Zeppelin. The material they recorded tended to be more R&B and Mercy Beat-based, which was kind of a dime a dozen at the time, but in hindsight, it definitely sounds uh, part of the era and part of what was going on. And part of that that formation of the rock and roll yet to come. So let's take a listen to some of their other songs. that moment between the big movements of rock, the big movements of popular music when there's that lull, and we see that lull every once in a while. Also, in re-listening to this, it reminds me a lot of the pub rock era, which we had talked about in an earlier bonus episode. In fact, it feels like that era was heavily influenced by Johnny Kidd and the Pirates. One of the songs I played is called Dr. Feelgood. There's a pub band, pub rock band called Dr. Feelgood. And I feel like they, they being the pub rock bands, probably did cover a lot of these tunes. You know, this was an era when if you could write a great single or two, you could fill out the rest of your set with some great covers and you could, you know, make a few bucks playing around your local area. And I, for one, will take solid, interesting covers over filler on my records any day of the week. I've mentioned before, this was the singles era. People weren't necessarily thinking about albums. Albums were a collection of singles. And just as 
major early rock acts like Buddy Holly and Fats Domino did not necessarily record albums as an album. You know, more likely their label would collect the singles and maybe add a B-side or get them to write an extra track or two. Johnny Kidd and the Pirates never did get to record that album. Johnny Kidd himself died in a car accident in 1966. That was pretty much the end of the band until the 1970s when a number of former members started up as the Pirates. And from there, there have been other iterations of the band. As you all should know, punk rock is pretty close to my heart, and earlier when I was playing that kind of um, collage of Shaken All Over covers, there was uh, Lemmy from Motorhead and his band Headcat, along with one of my personal favorites, Jet Blackberries, who was the first place that I actually heard Shaking All Over, and Billy Idol's Generation X, all, all represented in that collage. But more than just Shaking All Over, there were a number of songs that were brought to people's attention by the fact that Johnny Kidd and the Pirates recorded them. So, I'm going to listen now to a little bit of Please Don't Touch, and when we come back, I'm going to be talking about The Left Bank. I so much Well, I don't know why she dug her claws in me I want to be a bachelor, fancy free Running from the preacher boy, watering me I'm going to spend my life shaking like a leaf Well, remembering the first time a ruby lips brushed my cheek I opened up my mouth, but the rest Now that's a classic. Something you'll hear on the oldie station here in the States if we have any left. Can't tell you the last time I actually listened to the radio. But Walk Away, Renee, is definitely one of the great, great singles of the era. So, Left Bank is an American Baroque pop band that formed in New York City in 1965 and disbanded in 1969. And the compilation that I'm going to be talking about is The Left Bank, There's Going to Be a Storm, complete recordings, 66 to 69. Baroque pop was simply pop folk rock with very delicate sensibility with the use of strings and the harpsichord, and it was kind of the left bank's signature, and they definitely were borrowing from the British invasion, of course the Beatles, but also bands like the Zombies. Although it's funny that probably the most famous member of the left bank is known under his nom de plume, Nigel Tufnell himself, yes, member of the Folksmen, the Thamesmen, and of course, Spinal Tap. Michael McKeon was actually a member of the Left Bank. Although, tellingly, he did not play in any of their most well-known or classic tracks. You know, there's, there's something about a band like the Left Bank that has that one massive hit and then maybe a follow-up hit or two and a couple of records and some singles and 26 tracks later 
they're done. Although, according to what I'm reading on Wikipedia, there was actually 27 tracks. And apparently this CD that I'm holding is worth some money, so... I don't know. Just think, for every one or two hit wonder out there, that there's definitely a fan base. And for something as specific and something as delicate and obviously tied to a time and a place, you know, the, the left bank where were there during a time period when there was a lot of crossover between the folk scene and the rock scene. If you look at the garage rock era, there's definitely a difference between the kind of rough, bluesy uh, garage sounds of, say, Fort Worth or Seattle or obviously Detroit, Chicago, and the more polished, more refined, more culturally uh, aware sounds of the New York garage bands, many of whom featured members who had been previously part of the folk scene. And to a certain degree, that was true also of bands from San Francisco and Los Angeles. But the Left Bank are a band that, you know, you buy the best of because you want Walk Away Renee, you want a couple of the other hits. And the rest of the songs are kind of like, eh, maybe one connects, maybe one doesn't. But you've got their whole collection here. And if you can pick it up for you know, 15 or 16 bucks, which is probably what I paid for this back in the day. You know, great. You know, you can burn uh, Walk Away Renee and Pretty Ballerina onto your iTunes and call it good. Which is as good a point as any for me to uh, actually play some more of their music. at the end of the day, the left bank will be remembered as great one three-hit wonder band. And yes, I will play a little bit of their two other well-known songs at the end of this that were part of a second tier or third tier of acts 
that we're playing in a certain sandbox, you know, with the birds and all kinds of other bands mixing the folk rock and the experimentation and all that fun stuff. For me, this is one of those CDs that you pick up because you know the song, you know, you know that walk away, Renee, and you want to hear something else. You want to hear what else this band was doing. Another album that I have in my collection that is like this is a CD that has two albums by Zagger and Evans of 25-25 fame. And that was another case of you knew the one big hit, you wanted to check out what else they had done, and there's some, some nice songs in there, and there's some good gems, and... You know, pretty much the big deal is the the big hit song. This is the kind of music that winds up on a soundtrack. And, you know, I'm actually a little surprised that Wes Anderson hasn't tapped the left bank for maybe Quentin Tarantino for something a little softer that he may or may not do. Who knows? He did another Jackie Brown-type film. I could see this in there. And actually, you know, having recently seen Guardians of the Galaxy with that 70s kind of smooth rock, some of this stuff... It's earlier than that music, but I think would fit in pretty well. So before we move on to the next band I'm going to talk about, I'm going to play a little bit of Pretty Ballerina and a little bit of She May Call You Up Tonight, which were their other two moderate hits. And then we're going to come back and talk about a band called Love. Thank you. 
The band Love was one of those great should-have-been stories. I'm just waiting for a documentary talking about Arthur Lee and his 60s band that should have had the career The Doors had, that should have should have been recognized the way Hendrix was. I believe there's a rumor that Hendrix actually played with the band early on. But alas, what we are left with is the legacy of several records by Love. And in the mid-90s, a lot of those 60s bands that had a minor cult following that have created, not created, but have found themselves with a bigger cult following and have provided for record labels like Sundays to reissue their their original albums on 180-gram vinyl. Back in the 90s and the 80s, all they could really hope for was a best-of compilation or a series of... I don't know. Anyway, what I'm talking about now is the two-CD set called The Love Story from Rhino Records. Two CDs containing tracks from multiple of their albums organized roughly in order but kind of strangely set up in the liner notes you know this this is this was a, a set that probably they thought they would sell some but who knows how many it's the kind of band that you you hear about or read about just like Johnny Kid and the Pirates you know you you hear that one song you want to check out some more or the left bank you check out the uh, complete recordings because you heard that one song. Love is one of those bands. And the first song by them I ever really heard was the Ramones cover of Seven and Seven Is from the Acid Eaters album, which maybe I will cover in an upcoming uh, bonus episode. Then uh, along the way, I picked up on the Dam's cover of Alone Again or... And then I think there was the helicopter seven-inch split with, I want to say, the Powder Monkeys, where they did uh, A House Is Not A Motel, and the Groovy Coolies covered A Message To Pretty, and I kind of just had to go and check out the band Love. And this was a time when I wasn't necessarily going to plunk down the cash to buy one of their albums, you know, and a solid best of, or in this case, the two-CD set. Just seemed like the best option. And especially with a band that whose sound ranged from kind of the heavy garage rock of 77 is to the more delicate pop sound, folk sounds of something like And More Again, you know, that it's kind of crapshoot to figure out what you were going to pick up and check out.
caught up in the music there. Anyways, um, hope you got a flavor of what the band was like. I do want to add a few more thoughts, and I'm just going to pull back the curtain and say that I'm recording this several days after I recorded everything else in this episode. So if you hear a different quality in my voice or energy level, that's what's going on. At any rate, one of the interesting things about this compilation, The Love Story, is I don't know that I would recommend it to people. Uh, if it's what you can find, hey, great. If you want a compilation of love, and I should also add that uh, there's a couple tracks by Arthur Lee post-love on this set. That'd be great, too. If you're a completist and you got to have everything, if you want to have a set of CDs to keep in the car or at the cabin or whatever, great. Otherwise, you're probably better off going and picking up one of the reissues of Love's original albums, especially Forever Changes. Forever Changes is one of those great rock albums. But same time this cd set is its own little time capsule of an era when this was the option for checking out a band it's not like today where you can hit up to spotify or you can go over to amazon or itunes and sample stuff you know um or pick and choose and download and burn or any of that kind of stuff so um yeah love it's, it's good stuff check it out i'm gonna finish off this episode here and uh, wish everybody a Good morning, good evening, whatever. Uh, listen to some cool tunes and uh, say hi to your buddies and uh, talk about some music. And we'll see you over on the Facebooks. It's Eric Reanimator, and I'll catch you all next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at fantasy points. Fantasypoints.com code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.